Hey, what's good? What's good, y'all? Hey, welcome to Willington Heights Community Church Podcast. We are a multicultural church joining God in the reconciliation of all things through worship, reconciliation, and neighborhood development. I am your host, Keon Carter. I co-pastor Willington Heights Community Church with my lovely wife, Stephanie, who will be leading this episode. Uh, she's going to be speaking on really giving some practical next steps for those in the white community who are looking to for practical ways and how to move forward and be an ally in this civil rights movement. You won't want to miss. Stick around. Uh, also, we are working on getting this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. So stay connected uh, through our website, uh, WillingtonHeightsCommunityChurch.org, or we are also on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, let's lean in. Let's listen. Another black life was tragically taken by murder at the hands of the police again. This is just one of the glimpses into the area of systemic racism and how it manifests in our society. There's so much more for us to learn and discuss and how it reflect it's reflected in disparities regarding wealth, income, criminal justice, education, healthcare, housing, and even employment. I've been on this journey of unlearning and learning in regards to systemic racism and understanding how does my belief in God fit in with it all. I've noticed a pattern of those of us who are like myself, a Christian, and who are also white. And this pattern is that typically after the murder of a black man or woman at the hands of the police, some of us may either choose to ignore or those of us who choose to lean in and listen. Maybe we mourn, we share some tweets, maybe we even say some prayers or attend a prayer vigil, donate money to Black-owned organizations or businesses, and participate in a march. Um, And then we go about our lives until it's time to gather around again after the next Black person has been murdered at the hands of the police and it's broadcasted on our news feeds. Now, today I don't mean to neglect any other ethnic minority groups such as Native Americans or Latinx or Asian Americans or other communities, but today the issue at hand is the persecution of black bodies in a society whose majority regularly just reiterate how little they value its non-white members. Now, We're not talking right now about individual acts of racial prejudice, which carry very, very real repercussions. Some recent examples that are known nationally, um, Google Amy Cooper and Tom Austin as some recent examples. But what we're talking about is just this routine that we've become accustomed to that I've just talked about the that we may initially be shocked and appalled that this is occurring in our country. Um, We may mourn and express outrage and pray and maybe even donate some money. But then we go back to our lives until it's again time to do the same repeat cycle over again. Now, I'm not saying that those of us who are white shouldn't be expressing emotions of sorrow and lament and remorse and sadness and anger. But what I am saying is if you're white and you've been at this conversation and listening and learning for a long time and you're still asking the same questions like, who should I follow? 
What new book should I read? What documentary should I watch? And if you've been watching those things and listening and following um, leaders of color, and if our lives haven't been radically changed by listening to them, then our words are ringing empty. In James 2, verses 15 and 16, it says, If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you do not give them what the body needs, what good is it? So I challenge us to reflect on that. What have you been doing personally to challenge the narratives in your mind, in the minds of those who you count as like your people, so your family, your friends, um, those in your circle of influence. Now, this is not to be said as like a dismissive guilt trip. We all need to acknowledge that we're biased and we're all guilty of being motivated at some point in our lives by ethnic, racial, or gender stereotypes. The thing is, though, we have to recognize what has consistently been happening to black bodies in this country since before law enforcement was created and it took the form of slave patrols and that is systemic do some research if you're not familiar with this you see there's disproportionate numbers in policing when it comes to black victims and those who are black are more likely to be stopped frisked handcuffed and roughed up and if we don't start doing the work to understand how through institutions and policies and laws, it continues to discount black lives, then we are complicit. We are complacent. So it's important for those of us to do the work, those of us who are white to do the work, not to rely on the black person that we know or who we are friends with to teach us. So it's important for us to know as a white believer that there's a really tainted history in the United States and how that has been twisted up with nationalism and Christianity. And if we don't understand the history of those things, then we don't understand why things are the way that they are today. So there's another verse that comes to mind when we talk about this and it says you build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous and you say if we had lived in the days of our ancestors we would have not taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets so you testify against yourself that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started that's in Matthew 23 verses 29 through 32 so if you don't choose to be different or to do differently, or think differently from the complacency that has come before us in white Christianity, then it's quite likely that our children's legacy will continue to express this complacency. Um, I've seen a lot on social media about what side of history are you choosing to be on. Now, Kian and I, we have talked about that in our racial justice classes that we offer in the last five years. What what side of history are you going to choose to be on? I think a lot of us like to think that in the civil rights movement in the 1960s, we would have been on the right side of history. Well, it's that time. It's been that time now for the last several years. So it's important for us to examine what side of history are we choosing to be on? Now, this isn't a guilt trip. This isn't 
supposed to be harmful, but this is all just truth. I think we need to acknowledge and learn that white, those of us who are white, our ancestors, um, they have created this system of race and the concept of race and racial hierarchy and white supremacy. And this is just awful. And it's been alive and active in Christianity, and it's been twisting God's truth about humankind and humanity. So we must do all of the necessary work to tear this down. And it's important for us to recognize that our black brothers and sisters, what they may need from us and what they may not need from us. And I think some of the things in conversations that I've had with my black brothers and sisters, um, here are the things that they need from us right now. They need us to stop being complacent. They need us to challenge our assumptions. They want us to pursue biblical perspectives on race and racism. And without ceasing, we need to seek God for direction in this. And another thing, we need to stop asking the same questions over and over and over again without making any efforts to answer them or learn about them on our own. Another thing that's important, we need to listen to black people when we talk about their experiences and resist the temptation to explain or justify or say, I don't think that's really that way or not all cops are bad. Really listen and understand what's being said. Um, a really, really important thing right now, if you're reaching out to someone who is black right now or a person of color, care for them. Don't ask for a list of resources of what you can learn about or how can I connect with other people of color in the community. Right now, what you need to do is care for them and Google, take your own initiative. There's lots of different lists of anti-racism work of what you can do to learn. Another thing that is crucial that we can do is support and involve yourself with ministries and organizations that are fighting for racial justice. Wellington Heights Community Church is one of those organizations who has always been on the front line of racial justice and will always be on the front line fighting for racial justice. And you can make a donation online at DonorBox um, backslash WHCC if you feel led to support that the work that we're doing. Another thing that's crucial that we need to stop doing is to excusing, giving excuses or endorsing or allowing racism to be happening by people that we know in our sphere of influence and giving excuses for their behavior, whether it's covert or overt racism. So we're, as a church, are committed to provide resources for continued learning. Um, it's crucial that we learn how to care for our brothers and sisters in a way that's helpful so that we don't continue to provide racialized trauma in a Christian space. Thanks for listening. And um, let's continue on this journey with a humble spirit, with listening to one another, and really seeking the spirit's guidance on what needs to be learned and unlearned.
Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.